Facebook trending topics here on SFM Sound Awake. Trending news right now. What are the tweets saying on uh, the last 24 hours of what's happened in social media? Loretta Tsiking, social commentator and CEO of Decode Communications, joins us now. Loretta, happy Wednesday. How are you today? Happy Wednesday to you too. I found them very well yourself. I'm good. Thank you very much. I know you've been one of the people who've been frustrated with electricity cuts in your area. You're not too far from the city of Twani. What are your thoughts then? Our question today in the poll is, is it fair? Do you support the city of Twani cutting off power supply and, and water supply to businesses who have yeah. defaulted in payment? Absolutely. I'm very happy with the action. Uh, however, I actually wrote an opinion piece that uh, then deals with a different matter, which bothers me that uh, it's, it's almost easy to celebrate that the city of Tswane has been able to recover. And I know that they've not uh, mentioned the, the most recent amount, but I think by Monday they had, the mayor had reported that in a week that they had launched the campaign, they had been able to collect 148 million rand, right? Mm-hmm. But if you consider that uh, their their debt their debt book was sitting at about 17 billion rand, that's number one. But two, that they had acknowledged that they had been lenient on government business and uh, and and, and uh, other corporate uh, company uh, customers rather than they were on on domestic uh, on on domestic. Customers, and the biggest question really for me, uh, Asanda, is how do you allow the debtors' book to accumulate to that much? Mm-hmm. Right? What does that say about the sustainable financial sustainability of the city? Uh, but most importantly, remember on the 27th of uh, January, ESCOM uh, put out a statement to uh, mention that or, or to announce that. Uh, City of Swan owed them in the tune of about 680 million rand, right? Is it possible that, that uh, public, when that became public information, then City of Swan was compelled to do something? So, so they are not doing this because, uh, you know, it was part of their plan. And, and, and that, that's something that I'm asking myself. Uh, but, and, and, and another thing is, why have they been sitting all along not collecting the money. Mm. But then also, yeah. I mean, there is the thing of uh, a business who would come forward and use the argument that if we pay, we are going to be short in terms of being able to pay our staff. We're going to lose financially. We've all gone through some tough times and uh, jobs will be lost. And that uh, blackmail in a way, emotional blackmail then on the side of the, the services being provided and maybe a delay in paying. How does one deal with that? Uh, and, and I think sometimes one of the, the key things they, in my view, needed to then be, be considered of, uh, or at least if, if, you, if you look at, if we're just looking at the barefoot, right, mm. that it's okay to be to be somewhat lenient on somebody that you know that, you know, if we were to cut their service off, they are likely or it's likely to impact a lot more people. But surely... Uh, you, you, you cannot allow, uh, for instance, the Sheraton Hotel, I think they only own something like, I think, over 10 million rand. 
uh, the ex at University of Pretoria, one of their campuses was owing 24 million rands. Right, okay. uh, and I know that it's not like you know it was an accumulation of a thousand rands uh, monthly bill up to 24 million rands. But the the, the 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 question is, if you have a revenue collection and a, a debt collection policy that allows you some leniency, because you and I know that you know our statement would have a 30 day, 60 day, okay. 120 days. Uh, kind of thing where you see that after 120 days, they are likely to send you a notice to disconnect and then a final one that where, where, where they disconnect. The, the question is, what would at what point would that be for business customers? Uh, but, but, but seemingly, it, it was almost a hope strategy instead of saying, no, listen, uh, because if it was if it was that they they they, they were using some sort of strategy, mm. it can't be that everyone was was uh, uh, allowed to have an accumulating bill until now, mm. right? Surely they should have disconnected somebody last month in December or even even earlier. All right, talking about companies defaulting, hashtag Huawei. Uh, this company being sued by government for hiring 90% foreign national staff. And this is uh, outside of the quotas. It's not in line with the quotas uh, that provide that 60% local staff need to be, impl- uh, um, to be employed in uh, international companies and only 40% foreign national uh, staff. Yes, uh, it, it was, this was a very interesting revelation uh, last week when the Department of Labor itself uh, was taking, or, or because when the news came out that they were taking uh, Huawei, Huawei to court uh, to to one, uh, you know, raise the issue that seemingly, although they had been non-compliant, it, it did not seem like they were intentional in in uh, doing something different about it. Mm-hmm. And as you, you, you know, a lot of us uh, may have observed. A lot of companies, instead of being compliant, they would, uh, you know, uh, budget for some of these these penalties, right? Mm. And and uh, I guess what, what what was really shocking about uh, the, the the Huawei story is, is that there was an agreement of some sort in place, and and, and I I've been trying to listen to and and look at, at a number of uh, legal commentators where one they are indicating that. In fact, if a government was taken to court, uh, they would win on the on the fact that a Huawei would have agreed with the Department of Labor that uh, some of the some of the the you know the concessions that would make would be on employment and, and skills transfer and the like. But if you look at the Constitution itself, it actually, from a labor relations perspective or of the, the, the labor laws and regulations. They they are not hard and fast uh, on on uh, uh, quotas, mm. and and it's going to be very interesting to see how uh, the, the government argument is going to is, is going to go. 
Well, Huawei, I mean, yeah, and, and Huawei SA is saying that they are committed to continue to engage further with the department and government on the immigration regulations. Is it, uh, though, going to be a bigger challenge for foreign-owned companies to adhere to this uh, to these provisions of the immigration regulation? I mean, Huawei being Chinese, we have to look at that. There yeah. are other multinational corporations um, in the country. Uh, I, I, I think it's going to be very interesting, more for the Department of Labor, right? And, and, and I think uh, more for the Department of Labor because uh, just from a you know a public relations exercise point of view, I think Operation Budula uh, has put them under pressure. Uh, the EFF that we had spoken about the other day when Judas Malema visited uh, or went to, to a number of restaurants at Mall of Africa, uh, that kind of uh, campaign uh, really put them under pressure because the, the biggest thing that had come up uh, during those two incidents in particular or ICRIS campaigns in particular has been the revelation is that the inspectorate of the Department of Labor is not as or is not where it's supposed to be. But secondly, seemingly the Department of Labor is not on top of things as they ought to be. So, so th- th- this this may be more of a reactive measure on on on, on their part, right? Yeah. But I think what, what is going to be interesting with regards to the multinationals themselves is going to be if uh, Asanda and Lorado are sitting at these respective companies, and we know what the truth and the facts are with regards to uh, you know the, the, the numbers and and the compliance point of view. Uh, to what extent is there going to be whistleblowing that is happening? Because I think that there's that, that, that kind of uh, response and, respo- and responsibility uh, from those who, you know, or, or over and above expecting the Department of Labor to do their part, uh, there should be some sort of uh, response and responsibility from those who, you know, are able to say, Let's not wait for the inspectorate or the inspectors to knock on our doors, uh, but we can actually share this information up front and, of course, uh, uh, hopefully, you know, start the process of uh, companies either saying, indeed, we are in breach of our contract or, or in breach of our, of our agreement, uh, and this is what we are going to do to, to remedy the situation. Mm. Okay, let's talk hashtag Mokhueng Mokhueng now, the former Chief Justice. So he's done his first television interview after uh, he retired, after his 10-year term seized in October 2021. Uh, To note from his uh, interview, the Chief Justice saying that he refused to be captured during his tenure at the Constitutional Court. He's saying he was offered 600 million rand for the modernization of South Africa's courts. How do you view this? Because at first glance, I mean, this money for modernization of Africa's courts wouldn't seem like he's being trying to be captured. It wouldn't seem corrupt because the latest technology and proper systems are needed in the country's courts. Yeah, no, and, and, and I think, remember, this uh, this thing came out, I think it was about three or so years ago, when uh, he, he was, just before he did the Nelson Mandela lecture right i think he, he was at a church in kenton park where he first uh, spoke about it i think the, the name of the event was 67 minutes for mandela leadership program or something like that and 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 then he did not really raise the 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 issue as he 
he did raise it in the interview uh, with uh, Dr. J.J. Daban on, uh, on, on ENCA uh, the other day. He had just you, you know, raised it as a question to say, uh, if you are a, 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 an arm of the state and you receive an offer that could actually strong arm you or strong arm uh, that arm of the state uh, because of you know people seemingly give money benevolently. However, uh, at some point they know that they can use that to say, yeah, but you know you can't find against us uh, because we've given money uh, or, or whatever the, the, the case may be. Or it could even just not necessarily them coming to you, uh, you know, using that kind of thing against you, but you as a judge in this case. Uh, feeling that you know these people have actually helped us to change things for things for the better, right? Mm. Imagine if it was a Huawei in, the, in, in, in this case, and you now have they now have to come in front of you and you have to adjudicate the matter. So the, it was in that context that that that, that he was raising. But I think the the, the, with the recent revelation there were a number of things that were curious, right? One. Remember, with, with the recent uh, interviews at the Judicial Services Commission for, for the uh, Chief Justice, one of the questions that was raised amongst the, or to all the four judges, uh, uh, justices was that uh, should judges speak beyond uh, their judgment, right? And I guess Mukwen had been banning to speak because he's no longer a, he's no longer a sitting judge. Uh, there's a lot more freedom of. Uh, speech on, on his part, but generally he had been somebody who had used the public platform to share uh, some some of his views uh, and, 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 and perspectives. But I think what, what what is then worrisome is that here you have somebody who makes such a big uh, revelation around, I was offered money to do things differently that can benefit uh, South Africa. And the, the, the and the justice system uh, in particular, but I'm not willing to disclose uh, who who that is, right? It then creates a lot of speculation, and and, and for me, mm. I think that, that that was the one thing that that, that is really uh, worrisome. That put the speculation to to rest. Don't make the the journalists now, you know, trying to to figure out could be this billionaire, that billionaire or that uh, country, because uh, the way he put it, it's not it's somebody who is exceptionally wealthy uh, and may not be a South African national, but has interest in South Africa. Oh, well, we're going to try and find out. We're not going to let it go who that person is as much as, uh, yeah, we can, I think, as journalists. I don't think uh, it's going I to be let go <laughs> just like that. And, and as much as he's saying I hope that... I not the Tokyo Sohuale uh, rabbit hole. You see now, already we're starting to think of which <laughs> angles to follow. <laughs> you see? And as much as he's saying any human being and, and any professional is capable of being captured, um, and, you know, we should leave this. And it's a question of whether you're a person of integrity or not. I don't think we're going to leave it as journalists. We're going to try and find out who's that, uh, who gave that offer. Um, let, let's talk uh, in terms of Liberia now, moving away from the country a bit. Uh, thousands gathering uh, on Monrovia to celebrate the bicentenary, celebrating 200 years of freedom there in Liberia. Yes, no. Uh, Liberia is, is is one of those uh, you know heartwarming story, heartwarming in the sense that uh, you know if you think about 
the, the, the one of the first African nations to have a woman president in, in uh, Salif uh, Johnson. Uh, of course, the the the, the saddest or the, the most devastating side is that they were the one of those states that contributed, or at least in terms of the record, they had an, a, a, a lot of uh, uh, nationals who were sold as uh, as uh, slaves mm. to the Americas and and and, and other areas like uh, you know the, the Barbados, Trinidad and Tobago, Tobago. Uh, but but, but it, it was one. It was really good to see. And, and, and the last other thing that, that, or not the last, but one of the other things that really makes it to stand out is that here you have somebody who you know was never in in, in our wildest dreams uh, would we have expected them to contest the elections. Uh, you know because he was a soccer player, a very successful soccer player in George uh, uh, mm. You know playing in, in, in the European League. Uh, came back after a very successful uh, career in, in, in Europe, uh, uh, spent a lot of uh, his money in the, the Liberian uh, national football and, and development in particular, and eventually became the president the president of the country. So, so I think when, when you look at those, you, you see that you know, Liberia is showing us what is possible. And, and, and talking about this issue around the first woman president, it's said that, you know, uh, when you look at them, besides Malawi, for instance, you, you don't see too many African countries really moving towards uh, making this a, something that is uh, part of our normal lives, right? And I guess that is why when you have the, the, the JSC interviews, you would have people asking if South Africa is ready for a woman president, the serious question ever. Uh, but 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 but, yeah. but, but uh, something that that really makes them to to stand out as, as a nation uh, and and and, a, and a, a huge milestone as well. Uh, South Africa is is, is one of the last uh, or, or the most recent independent uh, nations in Africa uh, to to be to be independent, and that they are the first one to be independent is another massive massive uh, uh, milestone. The the only. Uh, not so great part is that mm. when you look at the economic indicators, they are not doing as well in terms of uh, although you know they, they they had at some point broken the case of uh, the the civil war, uh, they have not moved as uh, quickly as it was expected for them to rise in terms of ensuring that there's a lot more development for for, for Liberians. Uh, they repay uh, some of the some of the uh, money that they they had borrowed from both the World Bank and and, and the IMF because those are other some of the other indicators that demonstrate mm. the kind of independence. So I'm saying, if you're an economist and you're saying, what do you have to show for if you're looking at your 200 years? And 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 if you know one of those yokes on your on your neck is some of these deaths. It, 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 you know the question that the question that uh, are you you know are you really that independent or, or or your independence is really because you've marked the number on the on the calendar but in terms of the quality of life of the citizens it, it, it does not show that much in terms of the important indicators 
like the economy and the likes, it also does not show that much. Mm. Well, let's hope there will be a turnaround mm. in terms of the economy. I mean, they did also deal with an Ebola outbreak uh, between 2014 yes. and 2016, mm. and they'll host mm. an investment summit as part of their bicentennial celebrations. They can only uh, hope for the best economically, as you say, they've been hard hit. Hashtag Lerado Kanyaho. Let's end it on her, this uh, South African uh, um, Metro FM personality and DJ and uh, radio personality. So I feel like the story <laughs> is going to go back to those men who say we don't believe in Valentine's Day. We're not going to be put under pressure to get gifts for our women because uh, Lerato Kanyako's husband, uh, Tamin Lela's Valentine's gift to her is an investment in a hotel. Uh, listen, Lerato uh, Kanyako's <laughs> husband is, uh, I, I saw somebody, and although it, it, the, 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 the tweet was very crass at the end, mm-hmm. but uh, the, the, the tweet was something like, Lerato uh, Kanyako's marriage uh, is uh, the Woolworth of marriages, you know, or the, the you know, the, the Valentine's Day, the Woolworth, and all of us are barber shops, right? Uh, but, 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 but it is, it is good to see, and, and I guess, yeah. again, I'm, I'm, I'm really biased and, and very subjective when it comes to marriages. I believe in marriages. I want marriages to be uh, successful. I really want people to work at it. If, you know, it is benefiting Absolutely. themselves and they are, they are happy, mm. right? And, and, and it's always heartwarming and wonderful to see uh, when, when uh, uh, you know, people as young as themselves, and in particular as, as Lerato, you know, uh, uh, experiencing this. But I think, it, it, and again, uh, most importantly, that uh, there's this movement of black love, right, where mm. uh, the importance of showing public affection, something that, if, if you are in, in certain parts of the country, uh, Limpopo, for instance, you, you know, the, the people here, and, and, I, and I'm not necessarily talking about people who are in our generation, they like people yeah. who are in, 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 in older generations, they are not, you know, known for public affection. It, and, and the question is not whether they are in love or uh, loving one another, but, but I think it's, it's something that is good to see when people show this kind of uh, public affection uh, and the like. And I guess that's what really uh, Valentine's Day does when, you, you know, people are able to show their love in, 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 and express it uh, with uh, showering their partners with, 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 with gifts. Uh, but, but, but I guess, and the last thing is really around, we, we know what property really means to, you know, to uh, black people in particular. Mm. And wealth right? creation almost, and, and legacy creation. Uh, Absolutely, right. That owning either a piece of land, uh, in her case, a, 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 a hotel that is now going to be income generating uh, in perpetuity uh, as long as they are running it sustainably, it therefore means a lot of independence uh, for them as a family. So, so, so it, it was absolutely heartwarming, uh, heartwarming to see. Listen, did we have to uh, hire the, the helicopters? Uh, to be part of the spectacles, <laughs> uh, to be part of the spectacle. If you have the money, of course. Go for it. Well, they must just keep raising <laughs> the bar. Hey? They, they, I don't think they're going to stop no, anytime no, no. soon. I mean, uh, Valentine's Day last year, uh, he, her husband, uh, this uh, Tami Ntlela, uh, booked out an entire F&B stadium and had songstress Zonke serenade the couple and they enjoyed a candlelit uh, dinner there.
as you say, it's a celebration of, of black love and, and cre uh, wealth creation. I love that uh, the, uh, the aspect that you, you touch on firstly. No, no, absolutely. And, 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 and by the way, one of the first things that I, I did uh, after that uh, F&B thing, I went and checked, so how much does it cost to <laughs> hire a stadium, yeah. right? How much does it cost to hire a zombie? I was like, hmm. This is uh, just on another level. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Let's all do what we can. Let's not be feeling like we need to be put under pressure as people's husbands. We know that, you know, yes. we, we love our people. So we'll do the best that we can. <laughs> but let's continue no, 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 to celebrate no, 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 Black Love. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lorato. We'll leave it there for today. Happy Wednesday to you again. Happy Wednesday to you too, Asanda. And good morning to your listeners too. Thanks, Lorato Tsegeng, CEO of uh, CEO of Decode uh, Communications as well as social commentator. Some of your messages.